You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast, the show that discusses hearing technology, best practices, and a growing epidemic, hearing loss. I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, and before we dive in, a special thank you to our partners. Starkey, hear better, live better. Weave, the all-in-one patient communication and engagement platform. Redux, faster, drier, smarter, verified. Fader Plugs, the world's first custom adjustable earplug. Welcome back to the Hearing Matters podcast. We have a special episode lined up for you today. Today's guest is April Corner. April is a current hearing aid user, and she was diagnosed with otosclerosis six years ago at the age of 25. April has built a social media platform that continues to raise awareness of hearing healthcare and is on a mission to destigmatize the use of hearing aids. We're honored to have you on the show today. Welcome to the Hearing Matters podcast, April. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's my first podcast, so well, we are <laughs> such an honor. We are thrilled to have you on the show because like we said in your intro, you have built and continue to build such an important social media platform. You are sharing your experience and your journey wearing hearing aids, and it is absolutely inspiring others to, one, get their hearing tested, and two, if they believe that they do present with a hearing loss, getting the care and the help that they need. So April, before we dive in and talk about your hearing loss and your hearing journey wearing hearing aids, tell us about yourself. Yeah, for sure. So my name's April. (laughs) I'm from Peterborough, Ontario. Like you said in your intro, I've been wearing hearing aids for the past six years now. And it's definitely a journey is the right word to use (laughs) because, you know, there's always going to be bad days and good days. I have a new two-month-old baby, my first child. So it's very excited and been very busy with that. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh, been a whole learning curve, especially with my hearing loss. I've been wearing my hearing aids 24-7. So that's been also an adjustment. It's hard to take breaks, but it's getting easier. (laughs) It's getting easier. So April, you are very active. And I'm sure you were very active even prior to your daughter. Now you're probably even more active. In 2016, you were diagnosed with otosclerosis. At the time of your diagnosis, you were 25. When your hearing healthcare professional told you that you presented with a mild hearing loss, what emotions did you experience? I mean, did you even know what otosclerosis was before this visit? No idea. Honestly, I was referred by my family doctor to go see an ENT, an audiologist, because I had told her I was having some issues. And I honestly thought I was just going for a cleaning. I just thought, you know, I had been swimming a lot that summer. Maybe my ears just needed a proper cleaning. And when the ENT came in and told me, you have otosclerosis, I feel like I blacked out. Like I honestly just sat there stunned, was not expecting it at all. And, you know, he told me two options. Because it's mild, I could get by and, you know, I might not need a hearing aid, but he strongly suggested a hearing aid to, you know, help me in my day to day. So it was very, very overwhelming. And I had no idea what otosclerosis was. I later learned that it was genetic, but so far no one in my family also has otosclerosis, but it's, it was a shock to be quite honest. Very, very surprising. So when you were first fit with hearing technology, you had a mild 
hearing loss. And out of curiosity for our fellow hearing healthcare professionals listening in right now and fellow hearing aid users, the hearing aids that you were fit, did they have the just a dome on the end or was there a yes. custom? So, okay. So it started with the dome and I only had one hearing aid to start. And I had one hearing aid for about two years and I was very stubborn to wear it. I probably wore it like 30% of the time because I was like, you know what? I can still hear enough. And to be honest, I was a bit embarrassed and I felt ashamed, which is so silly to think of it now. But then it got to a point where not wearing it was causing me more harm and causing so many more difficulties with communicating with others that I was just like, I had to suck it up and just wear it. And as soon as I wore it consistently, I noticed a huge like change in my energy and just how I felt about myself in different situations. So I wore one hearing aid with domes for about two years. And then I got fitted for my Starkey, which I absolutely love. And they have custom molds. Awesome. Awesome. And you know, when we talk about otosclerosis, because your journey, your hearing loss has been essentially progressive, started mild, now it's moderate to severe. So if we backtrack a little bit, when your hearing healthcare professional was explaining to you, you present with a mild hearing loss. These are some of your options. Being 25 and being told that you have a loss of a sense. And what you were saying before is you, you kind of felt ashamed, which you were saying was silly. But in the grand scheme of things, you weren't alone. What allowed you to get to the point of acceptance? Was it the support of family, friends, your hearing healthcare provider? Honestly, I think it was, you know, my family and my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, they were just very supportive about getting the help and they could see that I was struggling. So they just always encouraged me to continue to get the help and continue to talk about it. And when I left my first appointment, I called my parents in tears because I knew I was going to need help from them because hearing aids are really expensive. Sure. But having the, you know, the continued support from my parents and my husband, it's just, I think that really changed how I went about things. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, April, because we know that there's a lot of hearing aid listeners tuning in right now and how essential it is to, even if you can find a friend, if you live alone, to, to kind of help you get through this journey. And that's where the hearing healthcare professional comes into play as well. I'm sure they helped tremendously. Oh, yes. When individuals present with hearing loss, April, they experience decreased speech understanding, especially in complex listening situations like restaurants and crowds. Tell us a few of the social situations you found yourself in where you struggled to understand speech. And at what point did you say to yourself, I am growing very frustrated. I need to do something about my hearing loss. Just a few, eh? <laughs> I, <have quite> a <laughs> few. I mean, one of the first instances I realized that I had a problem, it was actually just in a one-on-one -on -one setting at a physio appointment. I was like, wow, I really can't hear what my physio is trying to tell me. And it's a quiet room. It's just, you know, me and one other person. And I was like, okay, that was kind of where it started to be like, I need to do something. And then I was at a group family dinner and there was about 12 of us, I think. And I could not follow a conversation. I was like, okay, you're speaking. You're like, it was just so much. And, you know, I started to learn more about hearing fatigue and all of these other things, which contributed to an overwhelming, like overwhelming feelings of just like, wow, okay, something needs to change because I can't handle this. 
constantly. So that's, you know, I have a very big family. So every family <laughs> dinner is quite overwhelming. And I do have the new Starkey remote, which helps Bluetooth the conversation directly to my ear, which is awesome. But it's uh, every group setting I still struggle in. Um, even with the help of hearing aids, they're great, but they're not always perfect. And yeah, it's hard to narrow it down just to a few when it it can be... It's quite expansive. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, and and what's great though is now what you're doing is you're implementing the use of not only your hearing technology, but the accessories that can increase your overall speech understanding and intelligibility. That remote microphone essentially increases what we call signal to noise ratio by about 12 decibels. So when you are around the table for a family gathering or the holidays, you're using that that table mic or that remote microphone, maybe placing it different ends of the table to increase your overall speech understanding. That's incredible. Yeah. And I love to hear that you're using the accessories and well, cool to have. <laughs> right. It helps you communicate better. And when we hear better, we live better. So when when hearing aids were recommended to you, April, as a treatment option, how did you respond to this news? Because we talked about how you responded when you were told that you have a hearing loss, but now that hearing aids were being recommended to you, what were some of those emotions like and were treatment options other than hearing aids recommended to you? I definitely cried a lot. If I'm being fully transparent, I was very, very emotional because I didn't really know anyone else with hearing aids except grandparents. And I didn't really know about hearing aids or how they really worked or what they looked like because you see in movies and stuff like really large earpieces. And I was just like, oh my goodness, like, like so much, so many emotions. I was also recommended though, having a stapedectomy. I think that's how you say it, having surgery, but there are so many risks with that. And I just didn't feel like it's the right choice for me right now. So I went with the hearing aid route and it took a lot of convincing myself that it was okay to wear them. And that's why I started my channel because I don't think they're presented in society well for people under the age of 60 or even 30, like going even younger than that. And that was the whole goal of my channel, which I only started about a year ago, was just to show more young people wearing their hearing aids and being proud of them and not, you know, being ashamed of them because you see glasses all the time and there's so many cool like shirts with glasses and like notebooks with glasses. And that's why I created my notebooks with hearing aids because they need to be more accepted and seen. I think that's the thing they need to be more seen in society because you can't even tell I'm wearing hearing aids, but I want them to be seen in other ways. (laughs) Absolutely. And what was, what I thought was so cool. And I think what sparked our conversation on Instagram is when I saw you post the about the notebooks and our team was like, we have to have April on because she's such a great advocate and we want her story to be heard. And when patients are fit with hearing technology, again, I'm preaching to the choir here because you've experienced it and you live with it every day. It's so essential for hearing healthcare providers to practice empathy, to have the ability to see through the eyes of the patient and the tools that are at our fingertips, like a notebook, and how important journaling is. What inspired you to really take that first step towards creating your notebooks and introducing it to current and future hearing aid users? 
I think it started at the beginning of the pandemic when there was like all the masks everywhere and I was struggling even more to communicate. And I realized there needed to be a shift in the conversation and more people needed to be aware of the inaccessibilities there are for people who wear hearing aids because it's an invisible disability. I wanted to just spread awareness and change that perspective. And I found a lot of healing in journaling. And so I created, that was the first thing I created was my eight week journal to kind of help people who maybe didn't have someone in their life to talk to, to get those feelings and frustrations out because it's helped me so much. So I was like, you know what? It's helped me. I want to give my tools to other people. And then my really talented friend, Nelia, created these beautiful hearing aid artwork for me. And I was like, I want to make notebooks. I want to push hearing aids more in different products. And yeah, I'm just very passionate because like you said, I live this day to day. It's become my passion project and it's become, it is who I am. So I like, it's my hearing aids are part of me and I just try to figure out a new way every day to spread awareness and end that stigma. And what a great way to get those frustrations initially when you're fit with hearing aids. Paper is very patient, right? So when you're <laughs> when you're journaling, you can get those frustrations out into your notebook, into your journal. April to to echo you when I would fit patients with hearing technology, we had a little packet, not as beautiful as your notebooks and <laughs> Uh, those are those are amazing, and we can't wait to get our hands on a pack of those and um, spread awareness of our listeners tuned in to to place their order as well. But it was so incredible to see when patients came back for their first follow up and they did journal and they did participate in the journaling process. It was so different to see the patient when we first fit them with their hearing aids to then six weeks later. Did you feel like you were like a completely different person when you were first fit to even even now, you know, years later? Let's take a quick break. Running a private practice is challenging, and it's especially difficult if you're using a management software system that's out of date or doesn't really fit your needs. As a former private practice owner, I personally found Cycle to be such an incredible tool that is easy to use and is really in the best interest of my patients. Cycle provides you with industry-specific workflows and features for a smooth running front office, and if you've been listening to the Hearing Matters podcast, you will know that I believe that the front office staff is really the most important position in a hearing care clinic. Learn more at cycle.com. That's S-Y-C-L-E.com. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Absolutely. And I think that's the other thing too, is the first time you put them in and you hear all these sounds that you didn't realize you were missing, it's so overwhelming. And also with tinnitus and how that can change with wearing hearing aids. And again, it's from hearing about your diagnosis, there's all these overwhelming emotions. But then when you get your hearing device, there's new overwhelming emotions. Yeah. <laughs> and so it is important to take that time to really step back and be like, whoa, take a minute to be like, this is okay. It's going to get better. I have to push through and be consistent because that's where I struggled is I wasn't wearing them consistent enough. So every time I'd wear it, it'd be echoey and I'd be like so frustrated. Then once I wore them consistently, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I can hear, this is fantastic. So yeah, the huge change from the first appointment to the follow-up, it 
you got to give yourself the time though. <laughs> it was like night and day. And so when patients are fit with hearing aids, of course, we were just talking about how they need to acclimate to their new hearing world. How long would you say it took you to adjust to your new hearing world? To be honest, about a year. It really took me pushing through for a year to finally feel comfortable with the right settings. I did go back frequently because I, I felt I wasn't at the right level yet. Um, and thankfully, my audiologist was really understanding about that. Sure. Because we started off with domes because he was afraid going to a custom mold right away would be too drastic of a change. Mm -hmm. So we built up the size of domes until we got to the point where I could handle a custom mold and really take in all of that extra sound. And so it was a gradual process. And finally, when we reached reach that, you know, perfect level. I wear them every day now. It's like off to the races. (laughs) The rest is history. (laughs) You know, what's interesting too, because you started wearing one hearing aid. So of course your brain needed to adjust to wearing that one hearing aid. You had normal hearing in the other ear and then... They said it had signs of otosclerosis, but not enough to need a a hearing aid at that point. Okay. So, so wearing that one hearing aid, that had to have been very, very difficult at first to get used to, but to our current hearing aid users listening right now, or future hearing aid users, April practiced patience. And how important is patience the name of the game with this April? Really? It really is patience and just consistency. I think it's important to take those hearing breaks, especially at the beginning, because like you said, your brain's adjusting and it's a lot. You will experience hearing fatigue. You will experience overstimulation. And I think it's just important to be aware of those things and know when to take a break. When I'm at a family function and there's a lot of noise, I know I need to go take 20 minutes to myself to just bring it all back down because it's a lot. And even though I've been wearing hearing aids now for six years, it's something I still have to practice. And it's important to do that because it's a lot for your brain. See, April, <laughs> Not just your I'm so happy that you bring that up because hearing breaks are essential. And that, that fatigue, even though you are wearing hearing aids, now you're being bombarded with all of these sounds you haven't heard with such clarity for quite some time. Now your brain has to relearn to process these sounds. Okay, which conversation am I going to focus on now? And I love that strategy of you taking a break, even at a family function, maybe going outside, getting some fresh air, and even individuals with normal hearing. And if they present with auditory processing, they can get overstimulated. And That's a phenomenal strategy that you've implemented. And I love that you brought that up. And I want our listeners to implement that as well. Of course, acclimating to new hearing aids can take time. And in your case, it took about a year. What were some new sounds that may have caught you off guard? (laughs) Um, I forgot my clock made a noise. um, And the bathroom fan, all these, um, the tap dripping, honestly, I totally forgot about them. And it was kind of nice to not hear those little noises, but I'm just very appreciative that my hearing aids pick those noises back up. (laughs) And I also didn't realize outside, I was missing a lot of the birds, uh, the birds chirping. I did hear some, but when I went outside for the first time with my hearing aids, I was like, wow, there's a lot of nature sounds that I was missing, like the rustling of the leaves in the wind. (laughs) I made this really funny reel about 
I don't know if I remember, um, how did it go? It was, I don't think I can hear, but I've remembered a lot of sounds. So I'm looking at a tree and my head remembers that I used to hear the leaves rustling, but am I really hearing that? Mm. And now Mm -hmm. with my hearing aids, I'm like, I am actually hearing that before. I don't think I was, I was just remembering (laughs) that sound. We, we have to give you, you know, all the praise in the world, April, because your reels on Instagram are just absolutely, they're educational, they're fun, they're funny, and you're really breaking down that barrier to entry when it comes to hearing healthcare and inspiring and educating the younger demographic of, you know, it is okay to move forward with technology. So I love the fact that you're implementing that comedy aspect of your educational journey with regard to hearing. Thank you. I have a lot of fun with it. (laughs) Oh, and that's number one. That's what we said. You know, April, during this episode, we have one rule on the Hearing Matters podcast. Let's have fun because hearing healthcare, it's got to be fun. It's got to be exciting. Everyone gets their eyes checked and their teeth cleaned. Not a lot of people are getting their hearing screened or, you know, it could be wax. And especially now, April is such an incredible time to be educating community members because of the -the over-the-counter hearing aids now being available and how essential and important your hearing healthcare provider was throughout the process. What hearing aids were you fit with and what do you like most about them? So I currently wear the Starkey Evolve AI. And to be honest, I really just love the clarity. My previous hearing aids still were amazing, but these ones I find are so crystal clear. There's a lot less... I find that it doesn't pick up as much like background noise, which is really helpful when I need to focus on a conversation or something. But I do really love the clarity of these hearing aids. And I also forget that I wear them. I think that's the biggest thing for me is I don't feel them in my ear. They're really light. The only time I really ever notice them if I go to like scratch my ear, I'm like, oh, right, I have hearing aids in. (laughs) Um, And I think that was my biggest worry getting hearing aids was they're going to be so like everyone's going to see them and look at me. But I only wear my hair up now and like I show them off. I I want people to see them. I want people to realize, oh, hey, there's a young person wearing hearing aids. Oh, maybe I should get my hearing checked. I want it to be more seen. That's the thing. So your, what's really cool about your hearing instruments is they make 55 million automatic adjustments every hour. Yeah. Which is crazy <laughs> to think about because you you get to reap the benefits of this technology of the hearing aids making the adjustments. My mother, April, wears the same technology as you and she absolutely loves them. And they are rechargeable, correct? Um, I actually wear the battery ones. Okay. I personally like to be in power and change them at the you know snap of my fingers, especially with my newborn. When they die, I can just go quickly change them and I don't have to wait for them to charge. (laughs) Makes sense. And you know what? You just kind of reminded me. Let's talk about this because some patients, when they first are wearing hearing aids, they ask, do I sleep with them? Well, you now have a newborn. So hearing your daughter throughout the night is really important. So you're wearing battery operated hearing aids. So in the event they were to lose a charge that's out the window. You're changing your own batteries. When you are a first time or new hearing aid user, do you recommend wearing the hearing aids to bed? Honestly, I think that's very personal. I think it depends on your level of comfort. I know I didn't because there can be a bit of feedback if you're sleeping on your side or something, but I use a travel pillow 
and I put my ear in the hole so that I don't get the feedback. I can still sleep on my side comfortably. The first probably month I wore them 24 seven. I'm now comfortable to sleep without them for like four hours. And then I wake up and I put them in because I do need to take those breaks. And the easiest time is at night when I know she's sleeping and my husband's home as well. So I don't hear her, he will hear her. But I think it all comes down to comfort and just how how you feel because your hearing loss is very personal. Sure. And I think everyone has different anxiety levels. And if you are comfortable wearing it at night and you feel best at that, do that. But it is important to take those breaks. Oftentimes when working with patients in the clinic, April, and they would ask that question, we would often have patients who lived alone. So in that case, if they had a severe hearing loss and in the event fire were to break out in the home. I mean, that's very dramatic, but at the same point in time, you're absolutely right. It is very personal and it definitely does depend on the patient's lifestyle for sure. Yeah. And thankfully too, there's all these different accessories, you know, the flashing fire alarms, flashing, you know, wake up alarms. So those are definitely important to look into if you do live alone and you want to increase your comfort level with your hearing loss. Absolutely. April, what advice would you give to individuals who suspect they present with hearing loss? Don't put off a hearing test. It's so simple. And even if you don't present with any hearing loss, I think every single person should go and just get a base hearing test. Just know where they're at and also learn how to protect and preserve their current hearing loss. Because I had no idea about hearing tests until my doctor suggested I go get one. You know, like you said before, you get your eyes tested and your teeth cleaned. Hearing is kind of pushed off and not really spoken about. And I think it's so important that people get regular hearing checks, just like you get your eyes checked. And when my daughter was born, they did a hearing test right away. And again, that was like one of the first times I was ever thought about even thinking about getting her hearing tested. And they just do that automatically, which I think is great. But I think no matter who you are, or if you're presenting with hearing loss or not, go get tested. April, how essential was your hearing healthcare professional throughout this process? Because there's a lot that goes into this, the hearing aid fitting, the testing, the follow-up, the education, the counseling. How essential was and is your hearing healthcare provider? Honestly, it is so important to have a good relationship with your hearing health provider. And my new audiologist is amazing. I know I can ask as many questions as I want. Um, I know that he'll take the time to really go through my hearing results after every test. And I think it's important to find one that you have a good relationship with because, I mean, for me, I always have a lot of questions and I need a doctor who will accept those questions and not just rush me through my appointment. Sure. Um, so it's very, very important to have a good relationship with your hearing health professional. And, and how amazing is it, especially from the provider standpoint, the more providers educate their patients then their patients are educated to the point where they can share that information with their friends and their family and spread that news of better hearing. So we can all hear better, live better, and hear life story. April, before we sign off today, where can current and future hearing aid users purchase your journals? They are all available on Amazon. So you can get them worldwide, which is amazing. I have three different notebooks and one journal available and 
yeah, they're all on Amazon. <laughs> We're going to do everything that we can to help you, especially with the holidays coming up. Uh, maybe we can do some type of giveaway from the Hearing Matters podcast. We, we would absolutely love to support you and the work that you continue to do. April, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. April, <laughs> thanks again for joining us on the Hearing Matters podcast. To our listeners right now, I'd encourage you, go to Instagram and follow April. Her Instagram handle is at hard to hear it. We will put that handle in our show notes down in the description. You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast, the show that discusses hearing technology, best practices, and a growing national epidemic, hearing loss. Until next time, hear life's story. Thanks again for tuning in to the Hearing Matters podcast today. I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, and on behalf of our entire team, thank you so much for the support. Truly, it means so much to us. Head on over to the Apple Podcast app and share your thoughts. What did you like most about this episode, and what do you like most about our podcast? Five-star reviews are always appreciated. And also, head on over to Instagram, hit that follow button, and let's connect. And as a team we can continue to help our community hear life's story.